Welcome everyone to another edition of our Friday market update. Every Friday, I look into several things that are happening. One, what is going on in the local Bay Area real estate market, especially when it comes to what companies are doing, since that is playing a, a potential impact related to how prices are being affected here in the Bay Area. I look at over, I look over uh, the news of the week to see if there is anything that might help you make a decision whether you want to move forward or potentially sell your home. And then last but not least, I go over the market data itself so that you can see yourself what has been going on since the last week and how are things trending. However, before we begin, like always, if you or anyone you know is considering to buy, sell, or invest here in the Bay Area, love to be introduced so that I can help you or your friends every step of the way. It's been fantastic so far this year, and um, there's still a few more few months left. I know some people have questions about the election, and I'll have my thoughts later on related to what may happen. We'll have different uh, tips and different sh videos about that uh, over the coming weeks. Um, so if you or anyone you know is actively looking or considering to look, love to get connected, I can help them every step of the way. Or I'm actually gonna be releasing a new website and a new property search site momentarily. However, in the meantime, you can click on the link below. There is a portal that allows you to use my current website to be able to see what available homes are on the market so that you can at least familiarize yourself of the different properties and the different geographies that you're looking at, including the prices. However, without further ado, let's get going. Hello, John. Thank you for tuning in. So when it comes to big tech companies, um, I've mentioned this for a while now, and I will continue to reiterate this, but uh, large companies such as Google, Facebook, uh, Amazon are using this as an opportunity to continue to expand offices. So you can see Google just recently announced just less than a week ago that they're going to be adding another 46, uh, 42,000 square foot of office space where it already has offices. Most companies, especially smaller to medium-sized companies, are either on the fence or they already do have their ex existing lease. Um, so they won't be making too many drastic changes right now. But big companies will use this as an opportunity to, to buy and lease space at massive discounts because the office side has a lot of uncertainties. However, for these companies, which are flush with cash, um, they are not uh, feeling too much pressure by any means of saving some, some small money, but actually can say, hey, look, I can lock this in for a very good rate while a lot of the landlords are very nervous and very scared. So really interesting to see that they're still expanding in SF, even though, like many of you know, that they have allowed a opportunity and a model to be able to work from home. But Remember, something very important to see, follow their money, follow how these big companies are actually deploying and building out their space. And then you will see the direction of what they really think versus uh, articles that may seem like they're just going to abandon all of their space altogether. One of the interesting things here was from the Google spokesperson, Michael Apple, said offices will remain a core part of the company and major expansions in San Jose and Mountain View are moving forward. The company is seeking a flexible work model that combines in-person collaboration and remote work. Really good news for those that live in the Bay Area and very important news for those that think that these companies are just gonna be shredding, um, shredding all of their space. That is not happening. These companies are still growing and doing very well and they will continue to acquire 
real estate, corporate real estate, especially right now when everyone is very fearful and landlords are not doing as well. So in interesting to know and to point out. Now, big downtown San Jose, mixed use tower, lands financial boost, office and residential tower in downtown San Jose, gains opportunity zone boost. So for you uh, that are not familiar with opportunity zones, these are tax-friendly areas in places all across the country, not just here in the Bay Area. Now, within the Bay Area, a lot of areas, especially in San Jose, are uh, positioned to be an opportunity zone. If you're not familiar with what an opportunity zone is, uh, it doesn't really impact residential too much. It's more for developers and for um, making it just beneficial for those that are investing uh, in these types of properties. So feel free to look it up and you can see it on the map as well, which areas are opportunity zones. But a lot of areas around the downtown San Jose area uh, section, especially where Google Village will be um, deployed, uh, are opportunity zones. So that's why I am personally quite bullish of what will happen around downtown San Jose, given it really didn't, it really missed the entire wave of the last 12 years where San Francisco took over as the major hub. However, as a lot of the large tech companies are actually based down here, I see that corridor now between their tech hubs but downtown San Jose to be very, very interesting in terms of a bet that I am personally going to make myself. So you will see likely more of these come about uh, over the year. Now, if you don't believe uh, corporate real estate is going to be here to stay, Blackstone, which is one of the largest, um, largest, uh, I mean, the right word, I guess, uh, holder of capital in terms of making huge bets. They're not, they're not a hedge fund per se, but the one of the largest capital allocator did recently buy uh, a few San Jose properties that are leased to Roku. So Roku has done phenomenally well over the years, uh, especially as people wanted to start streaming video. And so they actually bought the their buildings itself. So really interesting to see this. Uh, even large companies like a Blackstone, which are very opportunistic, uh, have made their bets and continue to uh, make a bet on these very valuable real corporate real estate properties here in the Bay Area. Now, so let's talk about some of the, the news of the general U.S. and related to what is happening. So builder confidence breaks previous 35-year record high. I mean, for builders, this has been an incredible time. They can't build fast enough. Especially with a lot of the migrations currently today, most of these builders are building typically in the suburbs where there is land. So very important and interesting to see that they have never had a busier time, quite frankly. And a lot of it has to do with just a shift. You know, we a lot of people make um, claims of like millennials not saving or wanting to do things that are all about experiences. Well, they're one of the biggest demographics today that have the money and the ability to buy homes. So the reason for such a mass exodus from high rental areas is because a lot of them either choose to move to a lower cost rental market, or they are just buying a home instead, and they're actually settling down. So very important to understand this because uh, a lot of the, the buyers of new home construction are typically those that are happen to be younger. They either may, they just want something that is move-in ready combination. They want something that has very low potential maintenance 
So usually these spaces have less of a yard. Uh, they're all going to be new. So there's going to be going to be covered by the home builder warranty. Now, at the same time, you, while you can go directly to the builder, you can still also go through me. Quite frankly, I've helped seven or eight buyers this year buy new home constructions because I can still help you by giving you my opinion of the build, my opinion of what others have actually sold for. So you can know like how much are you actually spending for this versus just buying something that's a few years old. And at the same time, most importantly, there is still plenty of room to negotiate, even though that's going to be project by project. So something that really important to understand that a agent like myself can and will still help you uh, negotiate and tour properties together. I also will give my candid feedback of how I think the layout is uh, relative to others that would be a good potential, especially when it comes to resale. So that is uh, a very important lens. And at the very least, you're going to be as part of my VIP uh, network where I host events, I do parties, I throw, uh, give gifts uh, for the clients that I have. So uh, several different perks when it comes to working with me as your realtor. So that is the builder confidence side. When it comes to single family housing starts, it's a, like I mentioned, it's a very big migration what's been happening. Condos, townhomes are just not as attractive. There is still moving. So make no mistake, you're not seeing price declines. Um, it's just a little bit slower for the, the velocity of it actually selling. However, single family, on the other hand, it just has done phenomenally well. So uh, that's the latest when it comes to single family. They just, builders can't build fast enough. And the level of interest for those types of properties is very strong today. Uh, mortgage forbearance rate falls to lowest level since mid of April at 5.92%. At it's been incredible to see this drop. Now, a lot of places across the U.S. have gone and back to work. So things have gone um, have gone there. Oh, well, there. There is still further communications and discussions related to stimulus talks. But it's been incredible to see this. And the important part about this is that just because they're even in a forbearance rate, it, it's more of an insurance program for themselves than anything else. Because for the most part, most people can sell their homes for profit, right? They're not underwater like it was back in 2008. It's really important to understand how much equity is involved with, for these people. I think there was a stat that I saw not long ago, 30 or 40% of US homeowners have zero debt in their property, right? So there's a lot of people that have a tremendous amount of equity. So you do have to realize why would a bank want to take a property back? The only way they would take it back is because the seller doesn't want to sell it for a profit. And even then, this time around, as you can see, in a bid for even further stability, FHA loans, which are usually the loans that are 3% down, so the ones that are you're much more leveraged uh, to buy a house, even this has been extended to even potentially December 31 of 2021. Incredible to see. It's just so much support right now. Like the banks absolutely do not want your property, even if it is underwater. So they will do whatever they can to work with you to avoid any sort of situation like it was before. At the same time, if you were really in distress, you can simply sell your house and you'll, you'll have significant equity gains. So something to be aware of, and, you know, fortunately, most of the, my clients and most of the people that watch in tune to the show, I do this so that people can understand what is actually happening. If you are trying to bank on, 
uh, massive foreclosures and, and, and these different types of things. Um, you know, it may happen. I'm not saying it, it won't happen, but, in, but you're, this is not the right environment for that. Right. Like you may have to wait years if it does happen. And that's not a guarantee either. So it's just important to understand the, the mindset when it comes to what is realistic today, what is the actual market. And as you can see momentarily, I'm going to show over the market data itself so that you can actually see like this is what is actually happening. So if you are in their situation, even if you have forbearance, are you actually under that much distress? And the answer is not likely um, not. So let's take a look at the counties itself. Now, San Mateo County residential, 168 new listings over the last week. 182 that went contingent pending. Um, and so the imbalance is happening again where there's going to be, there's more contingent pending. So while it's been interesting, the figures here, as you can imagine, this is what happens once it's sold. So it's usually a somewhat of a laggard while the ones that we see initially here are potential indicators of what likely will happen when it comes to prices. I think that the prices decline for several reasons. One, um, there is more of a preference for people that want to buy in different areas that are a little bit uh, that are cheaper. Keep in mind, San Mateo County is the most expensive county in the Bay Area, even more expensive than San Francisco and even more expensive than um, uh, Marin County. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a couple hundred thousand dollars on average less. So. Something important to understand, like they are the most expensive locations. Now, I like the area a lot, given it's very central to San Francisco and the tech hubs out in the Mountain View, Palo Alto area. But some people may say, you know what? If I have $2 million, I can buy somewhere a little bit further and it'll be a much larger home and potentially a much newer home. So something to keep in mind when it comes to this. However, I do suspect that this price will likely come back up, given, as you can see, once these close, which usually takes about 30 days, um, given the imbalance of how many new listings a week versus how many growing contingent pending, I think the number will pick back up, but I don't think it would be as high as we had hit previously, which was in August, September. Related to condos, townhomes though, it looks like we are continuing to trek forward when it comes to prices. We have hit pretty much all-time highs compared to the most recent time, which was the April timeframe, which was basically at that point, pre really pre-shelter, at least when these actually went closed and sold pre-shelter levels. So I see a lot more activity happening in the condo townhome space. I was helping a client not long ago in the South Bay and properties that were on the market for 30, 40 days, for whatever reason, all of a sudden just got snatched up. I'm not sure if it's a combination of people just... Uh, maybe want to do it before the election. Um, because one thing related to the election, if let's say Joe Biden wins, um, you're not 100% sure that interest rates will stay as low as it is. Like what if it does spike back up? We'll go over a tip in the next about two weeks or so where I'm going to tell you like the breakdown, like what happens at the end of the day, the price is one aspect. What's more important is what is your monthly expense and what happens when interest rates change? How does that impact the math on your end, even if prices stay the same or even if they drop, that's how important interest rates are when it comes to borrowers, especially those that want to borrow at these phenomenal rates. Take a look at Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County, man, these numbers are 
It's intense. Uh, as you can see, 418 new listings this last week, 487 that have sold. This is the highest it has been in a long time. As you can see through the charts, like this is pre, this is much higher than pre-shelter levels. Like we are selling and we have more listings um, that are going contingent pending about 130% of what it was over pre-shelter levels. So something important to understand what is actually happening. Santa Clara County is extremely strong. Now, interesting enough, though, that the October numbers, I suspect this will pick up, though, um, are still fairly high. We're at the second highest, and this is actually all-time records. So if you wanted to compare this versus the previous all-time high, which was roughly about mid of 2018, we are about 5% higher than those numbers at that time. Related to condos, townhomes, we do see it uh, actually, it's been relatively flat, but you can see the trend is still a little bit upwards. Not as intense as single family homes, but things are still moving, uh, especially as people's uh, leases can start ending, right? If you think about it, the shelter only took place in uh, March. And so most people, uh, they sign their leases, usually potentially closer to that time. So I suspect there's still going to be a good amount of demand, especially as interest rates stay relatively close to what it is moving forward as people decide to not rent and just buy instead as their leases expire. Many leases I've seen have a pretty uh, strong break where you actually have to pay the remaining amount of the lease. So I suspect that'll be a, another big avenue. Now, what's interesting as well is look at Alameda County, the East Bay, East Bay, all-time record highs. And look at the trajectory, still extremely strong even going into October, higher than when we looked at the numbers last week. So I suspect this will continue to happen. The price points are significantly lower than what you saw of San Mateo County and Santa Clara County. Uh, you certainly get a lot more for your, for your money in those markets. So I suspect this will be continued to be very strong. Uh, one thing you will know, though, is love, leave it in the comments below with what you think of traffic these days. If you've driven around during rush hour over the last few weeks like it's kind of amazing of just seeing this amount of traffic already um even though there is very little open when it comes to work i mean there are people that are obviously back to work but it's such a small percentage like the big tech companies have not encouraged or enforced people to go back to work yet and traffic is already playing out so it will be interesting to see uh but leave it in the comments below if you see the same thing as well here in the bay area but i certainly um uh, enjoyed not having traffic of uh, to be able to drive all over, but now it's 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 getting up there again. And the last thing that I'll point out is Contra Costa County. Similar effect, as you can see, we are at close a little over a million dollars for single-family residential homes in Contra Costa County. You can see condos, townhomes. Given the prices are much lower, I mean it's on average under six hundred thousand. If you do that math, even if it was a three percent down uh, program. Your monthly would be, I think it was like 20, 2,500 or so, maybe 3,000. And then maybe you include some HOA for condos and townhomes, but let's add a couple hundred bucks to it. Like that math is very favorable for a lot of people that are renting and hence why the demand is still so strong. Just a lot of people leaving those rental markets uh, to become homeowners. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. It's been great doing this. It's about, I don't know, seven, eight months, about seven months straight now of doing this show. 
Uh, a lot of people have found tremendous value of this. And if you're watching on social media, feel free to tune into the YouTube channel uh, or tune into the podcast if you want to see the whole thing. I think now my YouTube channel has almost 450 subscribers, something like that, which is just uh, bizarre on my end of people, all these people tuning in. It's been incredible to see. And I think my podcast has like 2,000 downloads now. So tune in on your favorite medium. And of course, if there's any questions or anyone you know that might be of us that I can help with, reach out anytime and uh, tune in over the next one or two weeks. I'm going to be releasing my website. Love to get your thoughts on it. It'll be a brand new property search experience. And uh, we will go from there. Well, have a good weekend and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.